Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia! Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. And we're back. Yeah, nice. Hi. Yeah, (laughs) welcome back, you guys. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Parenting by the Pint. Mm -hmm. We are going to journey outside of Illinois yet again. I know we're gonna have to round back. We gotta to circle home. back to Illinois here. We will pretty all quick. these road trips. See, but we're just ra- we're wrapping up all of our ro- summer road trips, and we're gonna bundle up in my our hoodies and our sweatpants and slippers and stay in Illinois for a while. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Okay. All right. This uh, lovely round of beers that we're going to have today comes from One Well Brewing in Kalamazoo, Michigan, mm-hmm. which isn't actually a place either one of us visited on a road no, trip. No, this is true. This is another. Uh, generous donation to our podcast a gift from a friend and listener Mm -hmm. Catherine donated to to us thank Thank you Catherine uh we're very excited to drink some one well and we're gonna start out with a porter of theirs a coffee donut porter Mm -hmm. what is what's the name of this one lauren sweet water street but the better part is it says high fives over handshakes on the top of it i can support that decision (laughs) i'm a big fan of high fives yeah also with handshakes kind of being like hello foam with handshakes being kind of like uh not allowed anymore right I like the idea of high-fiving as an alternative. My customers at work like to fist bump, which my oldest magically learned how to fist bump. I saw him do that the other day. Right? And he likes to be like, so he'll stop and he'll say you... And he doesn't talk much. He's autistic and he's not super... Like, I don't like to say he's nonverbal because I don't think he's nonverbal. He's just very limited. You know, I have found in the course of listening to our episodes that a lot of times you say he's not super verbal. Which I think is accurate because most people that say nonverbal and then they like meet him and they're like, no, he totally is verbal, but he just, you can't have a conversation. So, yes. Like, it's, it's not like you're going to be like, how was your day? And he was going to be like, stare at you. really long. Yes. He'll just literally <laughs> stare at you. But so he started doing this thing and he'll put his fist out and he'll say you and you, he'll expect you to repeat. And I'll say you and he'll go are awesome and then he'll fist bump you i and i kind of love it love it i saw him do that with you a couple of times the last time we hung out and i just was like this is a fantastic thing i want to do this i want to do this like i have no clue where it came from don't know why but like out of blue out of the blue one day he just like says that and he's like you like you and at first I was like, "What's you, happening? What are awesome fist bump?" And I'm like, "That's awesome, kid. Yeah, like, we're gonna we definitely yes, are gonna you do are that. awesome. Yeah. That is how this is going. So, you are awesome. All yeah. right. So tell me about One Well Brewing. All right. So yes, Kalamazoo, which we didn't go to, but maybe one day will. Sure. Actually, I've been to Kalamazoo. Isn't that where Michigan State? No, that's Lansing. Yeah, no, the, the the air zoos in Kalamazoo. The air zoo, yes. So, like, okay. with my children, so you've I've absolutely been there. Been there yeah, yeah, I've totally been there. I haven't been to the brewery. I've just you know, been to the town. <laughs> you know what? We didn't try the beer. No, we didn't. Let's do try that the first. beer really quick, and then you can okay. tell me all Coffee about Coffee Donut Porter. One well, I've never even heard of One Well. I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you. Okay, I had no smells idea like what this coffee. Was. Smells like coffee. Does. Does Not it smell like a donut though. shop, though? Have you noticed that when you get coffee at a donut place, the coffee tastes like donuts? Hmm. Do you ever... There is a donut shop... It's been a bit since I've... Okay. So I often don't go to donut shops because my experiences lately have been... It's 6 a.m. and I'm going through the drive-thru mm-hmm. for my coffee mm-hmm. because... 
it's 6 a.m. and I'm already on my way to work. So sure, sure. I'm going to need some coffee. Um, or my husband is nice enough to pick up donuts on his way home from work because sure. working a 24-hour shift, he gets off at 7.30 in the morning. Sure. Yeah, so he's the timing. one that stops and picks up the box of donuts on the way home on like a Sunday morning. Sure. So I haven't been into a donut shop in a very long time. Well, let me tell you. There is a donut shop in Bolingbrook called mm-hmm. Donut and Company. And I have stopped there once or twice more recently okay. and had uh, coffee and gotten some donuts mm-hmm. because it's on the way to a vendor of ours oh, for sure. work. And so I can stop, pick up the donuts, get a coffee for myself. Perfect. And then head into work after I stop at the vendor. Nice. And it's kind of perfect. Yeah. But my observation was that the coffee that I get at the donut shop, mm-hmm. the couple of times that I've done this, tastes, tastes and like smells donuts. like donuts. Interesting. Because it's made in a donut shop. Which is fair. And it's funny yeah. because I made that observation at work mm-hmm. and somebody was kind of like, oh, I've never noticed that. And I think it's because, like you said, most people, people don't go into a donut shop. Don't go to shop. donut shops. Yeah. I and mean, you don't and, really think about it. But and if like you... Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks are so prevalent that. Yes. Now, yeah. I will say that when my husband stops on the way home from work, he does stop at an actual donut yeah. shop. Not Dunkin' Donuts. Like the actual donut shop. One other thing I will say about the donut shop in Bolingbrook, mm-hmm. it might technically be in Woodridge. We're going to, sure. semantics, yeah. we're not going to worry about mm-hmm. that. But they're not open on Sundays. Really? They're open every other day of the week, but You'd not think Sundays. they'd get a lot of business on a and Sunday. And my heart broke because my husband and I drove over there <sighs> on, on a, a Sunday, Sunday when my kids were not with us oh, to that's get the worst. donuts. And it was not that open. That is a bummer. Oh, it was super heartbreaking. Bummer. That would be heartbreaking. Just crushing. All right. So we are drinking Sweetwater Street Coffee Donut Porter. Yeah. So My, now please tell me about one well as we sample this beer. Yeah, what do you think oh, about the beer? You, yeah. What's your take on um, this? I get coffee. I don't get a lot of donuts. I don't either. So I kind of wanted a sweeter, sugarier mm-hmm. taste to it than I'm getting. I'm getting a lot of coffee, a lot of the bitterness to it. I'm not getting much donut there's no frosting on this coffee donut no and even like just like even if you think like okay just a glazed donut or a sugar donut or like there's so many donut options i don't get any of them well and like donuts in a lot of ways are very cake Mm -hmm. flavored you know i mean obviously there's varieties of donuts but for the most part you're getting like that sweet sugary cakey doughy flavor and I don't get, I get all that coffee. angle like, at all. all coffee. Yeah, this is definitely straight up coffee, which yeah. is fine. It's a decent coffee stout. It's it a decent coffee just stout. I'm just donut. disappointing on the donut piece. So like I kind, I wanted a little bit of sweetness to this. Mm-hmm. If this was just a coffee porter, this would be dead on. Based purely off of the description, I'm just missing, I'm missing the donut piece. I'm missing the sweetness to it. I agree. So it's not bad. It's just coffee. Yeah. So. Which I love coffee. Mm -hmm. And this is a decent coffee porter. It's fine. I just think that it's not, like I said, we're just, we're missing the donut. We're missing the something. I mean, all donuts are sugary. Like I'm not getting any sweetness in this. I'm literally just getting coffee. I agree. So anyways, it's it's fine. It's a good coffee porter. We're going to stick with that. Go ahead and tell um, me about One Well. Now. So One Well is, we said it's in Kalamazoo, Michigan, in the Millwood neighborhood. I don't know where that is. I guess I need to research some of the Kalamazoo area. <laughs> ah, um, do you, though? No, I don't. Nah. There, there's actually a lot of breweries in the Kalamazoo area. So it, this is not uh, this is not yeah. unique to there. No. There's, there's a lot. but So they opened in 2014. Um, it's two guys that they met through a mutual friend and they just kind of built up the brewery. They said it was a labor of love. It was a lot of, um, they wanted it to be a kind of cozy, rustic atmosphere, the feel of a neighborhood bar more than a brewery. So they used a lot of reclaimed wood and things like that. And a lot of their family and friends put in most of the manual labor to get it up and running. Um, and yeah, so they started in, in 2014, 
Um, they quickly expanded to their space in 2016 because they nearly tripled what they expected in terms of wow. what their demand and, and whatnot was for production. Well, so that's they exciting. very quickly moved into a bigger space. Um, yeah, I mean, they originally had a very small setup. I mean, it was like 500 gallons a year or something like that. I mean, it was it was very small. So they they got big, and I think maybe they didn't expect to get as big so quick because Kalamazoo is so saturated with okay. breweries. Yeah. Um, and now they're a pretty well-respected brewery in the Kalamazoo area. Um, actually, one of the oldest brew pubs, I think the oldest brew pub in Kalamazoo, called Old Peninsula, during covid times essentially was on the verge of of not being of closing okay um and so what they did was they partnered with one well so one well started brewing old peninsula's beer at their new production facility and old peninsula started having one well's stuff on tap there as well so one well really because of the saturation in the market in Kalamazoo wasn't in a lot of restaurants okay. and, and bars okay. and things because there were so many other options. So the fact that the oldest brew pub in Kalamazoo is partnering with them, I think got them a foot in the door, different places and really helped them kind of get their name out there. And one and um, old peninsula needed honestly the help in just kind of staying afloat it sounded like again during some of the covid times a lot of places were facing closures um so they partnered up and sounds like it was a good good for both of them so one well moved from their old facility that they started in 2014 to a 10,000 square foot production facility whoa so they have a ton of space they had talked about a concept of cooperative brewing space, but they wanted the initial expansion to just be on their own. Okay. Um, so there's always potential for other projects, but they moved into a huge facility compared to where they started. Yeah. Um, so they were able to take on brewing, you know, some of the other, it's, it's kind of like a contract brew. It's more of a like partnership. It sounds like, okay, but still kind of cool. Like the fact that the oldest brew pub in Kalamazoo had the faith in one well and trusted them to brew their beers. And they actually got rid of old peninsula, got rid of, they parted ways with their head brewer and really they're brewing everything out of one well now. Interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, um, it seemed to, to work. Uh, it seems to be beneficial to both parties, but it was super interesting and really only seen in the times that we've had recently, but has helped one well kind of expand. And, um, it's just kind of an interesting story of trust among different breweries and, you know, working together so yeah yet yeah. another example of breweries behaving differently than a lot of other businesses yes totally it's not all about yeah. capitalism it's yeah. totally not not in in that industry so which is great especially with the the craft beer industry versus Absolutely. not necessarily the beer industry but the craft beer industry is very uh familial um and yeah, community I think that's oriented. a good description. I think so. you're right. There's a fraternity there, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, so that's kind of just a little a little background about one well. Um, yeah, so this is the first time I've definitely ever heard of or had one well. Yeah, but. me as well. Uh, a friend of my friend yeah. Catherine mm-hmm. uh, visited one well and brought cool. these beers back to us, and I'm very glad that I she would be did. super curious to see what their facility is like yeah, and whatnot too. Totally. Especially like you were saying where they wanted to have a rustic feel. I and love then move, that yeah. stuff. Who knows? Like, I have no idea what their tap room space is like compared to their production area. Yeah. Um but it sounds sounds cool. So So yeah, yeah I think it's amazing that this uh what was the uh, other Old bird? Peninsula I was think called. it's amazing that Old Peninsula had this comfort level with mm-hmm. one well this relationship of trust, yeah, which right? is what we're going to segue into with right, our conversation sure. on yep. our children. Uh, trust and responsibility is such a big deal, such a big deal as adults. Yeah. It's such a big deal when your kids are starting to grow up mm-hmm. and become young adults. Yep. Yikes, young yeah, adults. Yeah, I know, but My they are. Yeah. 10-year-old is like almost a young adult, and I am just like horrified. <laughs> it's, it's so interesting 
it's just interesting. Like our, our oldest, obviously, and I say this over and over again, I'm sorry, I'm like beating a dead horse here, but you know, he's autistic. So we don't have the experiences with him that a lot of other yeah. people do at sure. with a nine year old. With a nine year old. So we yeah. do with our seven year olds, but I almost feel like because of that disability, our seven year olds grow up much faster. I think that's 100% true because so. I think that their maturity level based on me having two kids mm-hmm. that are very similar in yes. age, one that is older and one that is almost the same exactly age. the yes. same age, yeah. uh, is that your kids very comfortably fall in the middle to the upper age limit of my older son mm-hmm. when it comes to their maturity. I see that a lot with them. I have conversations with them that mm-hmm. I feel like are, I don't want to say very mature because they're seven-year-olds, but mature right. for a seven-year-old that I... My interaction with them has always been that they are pretty grown up for their mm-hmm. age. I, I Again, it's hard because they're my kids. Yeah. But when I interact with other kids that are their age, I do feel like that. Well, I and feel I like think they're more mature f- than I their agree. peers. I mean, even yeah. having a child that is the same age True. as your yeah. kids, while I don't think that he is immature for his age. No, at all. I think he's... Right about where he mm-hmm. would be at an appropriate level. Yeah, totally. And there are moments where I'm impressed by him when it comes to maturity. And there mm-hmm. are moments where I'm kind of like, dude, get it together. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And of course. when <laughs> the dude get it together moments happen around your kids, it becomes obvious to mm. me that, there are, that your kids have a maturity. And that in some ways that was brought on. Based on their experience with yes. their older brother. For sure. It's all about life experience. And Absolutely. honestly, that's most of why they have that. But it becomes that, like, sometimes I treat them like they're older. So then I'm like, I should be able to trust you with more. But then I also realize yeah. you're seven. So it's like this weird dynamic that we have yes. going on. I 100% get so, that. Because yeah. there are moments where I think that my seven-year-old behaves in a way that would make me trust him more than the 10-year-old. Sometimes. Yeah. And and then I have to I have to realize for a moment that he is seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. And therefore, I can't necessarily expect things from him that I expect from my 10-year-old. Yep. And I go back and forth with that totally. all the I time. Totally. I totally get that. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So were you responsible and trustworthy when you were growing up, do you think? I think I was. Um, so I was the oldest, whereas okay. you were the youngest. Yeah. So we can So I think we'll it's a little bit that. of a different dynamic, but I do think that I was definitely the more responsible. I still think I'm the more responsible, even at almost 40. Um but <laughs> me and my brother are vastly different people. Like we are night and day different. But I think that I do think I was somewhat responsible, but I also think I was somewhat sheltered. Okay. So in the things that they let me, you know, be privy to and whatnot, I, you know, and I didn't really, especially as a young kid, like I never thought like I I never wanted to lie to my parents I never wanted to I just either I didn't see the need or I was I don't even think I was necessarily afraid I just felt like there wasn't this desire to do it as I got older there's definitely times that I didn't tell the whole truth to my parents and I think that's normal for a teenager um but I do think that I was very responsible in the things they let me be but i was also sheltered in some of the other things so but i think i was pretty trustworthy for a kid especially compared to some of the other kids that we went to school with or other things like so like keep in mind lauren and i grew up together so a lot of your experiences were also my experiences Mm -hmm. in that we were around each other we have mutual friends and we grew up around the same people Mm -hmm. almost entirely yeah uh i feel like my parents trusted me almost Mm -hmm. too much Mm -hmm. at times maybe i think i was trustworthy yes um they allowed me to do a lot of stuff and expected me to be responsible Mm -hmm. and i think that i for the most part kind of held up my end of the bargain i never had a curfew i I, I got 
to yeah. drive. I had a car to drive at 16. Not my own car, but I had access to a car at all times at I 16. I owned a car at 16. Like I, I went yeah. on road trips with friends while I was still in high school. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I think I was trustworthy. I didn't really drink underage or do drugs. Um, Dude, I didn't do drugs till like the last year and a half. Like I know. <laughs> so. Oh come on, we all did a little bit of drugs in college. <laughs> but you I mean, it got it. became legal legal January first, and since then it's been yes, that is much, also much more than any of my the, younger the years. The time in which I was doing drugs was after they were legal. Yes, yes, yes. We'll leave it at that. But <clears throat> I didn't really, I didn't really drink much. Uh, much underage. I know I did. Yes, I did not, as well. Not and a in lot. College, and, and the thing about U of I, yeah. oh, uh, yeah. in case people don't know, is that you're allowed to enter the bars at 19 yep. at the University of Illinois. And I'd like to point out that I turned 19 during my first semester of my freshman year. Yeah, I did not. So. No, <laughs> you did it, and I missed you. I know. I did, but I still went to the bars. Yeah, no. But <laughs> yeah, I... Fr- so I you could... Could Someone could hypothetically buy you a beer very easily, and in you a could stand town. there and you could drink it. And yes, the bars would mark you in some way as underage yeah, yeah, yeah. or something, or would sure. mark the people who were over twenty-one. But it wasn't difficult no, not to at all. drink. I did uh, have a kind of a hilarious story once where I was at Brothers oh. in Champagne, mm-hmm. and I was with a couple of girls in our sorority that were older than me. Okay. One of them had bought me a beer. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name any names because uh, that's not cool, <laughs> and I would never. I would hope they would never name me. Whatever. So, although I don't really think I bought a lot of beers for underage drinkers, we I'm hung not, out with more older people yeah, than we did younger people I in college. No, if I sure. really bought beer for Mm-mm. underage drinkers, but okay, yeah, whatever. That's not the point of the story. Uh, at one point, I was at Brothers, and the police came in, <laughs> and I immediately put my beer down on yes, a table and course. left it. Yeah. And they were actually there to apprehend an unruly fella. Oh, uh, okay. Who Got I would it. have assumed maybe lived in Champagne as, you know, uh, a townie, yep, yep, as yep. I would affectionately call him. Yep. He was older than college students, and he was there, and he was getting a little bit out of hand. Okay. And at one point, he walked over to my beer, and he drank it. Oh, no. (laughs) While the cops were there. And I was just like, oh. Well, I mean, there goes your, you you don't have to worry about your. Important life lesson, you guys. (laughs) Don't drink when you're underage, right? There you go, yeah. (laughs) That was a lesson. I don't, you know, I don't, uh. I didn't do I didn't do a lot of things that would be questionable. I did a little bit of, and I'm I know there's a chance my dad's gonna listen to this. And it's <laughs> man, I'm 39. We're gonna have to let bygones yeah, we're gonna be have bygones, to move on But now. like, I did a little bit of like sneaking around with boys stuff, but never mm-hmm. like really serious. Fair. Never like yeah. going too far. Yeah. Never really putting myself in danger. Sure. Um, nothing that I like deeply regret as an no, adult now. Yeah. And people you trusted too. It's not like you were going out one having one night stands, you know, like, no, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely I, I totally not. Get it. Absolutely so not. So it was that people never that were trustworthy and that you knew and like, and here's, so if anybody is friends with me on Facebook, my anniversary was this week and me and my husband have been married for 13 years, but we have been together for 22 years. So right. all through high school and college, I've been dating the same person. Basically, yes. So like since I could, before I could drive, actually, we've been together. Right. Mm-hmm. So there were a handful of times that I drank underage and I shouldn't have. There were definitely times me and my now husband had sex and should have gotten caught or did get caught or whatever but at this point like we're married with three kids so uh, it's you know everything birth control. Okay. we're good yeah. um but like and like my parents allowed us to go to europe twice as high schoolers where the drinking age is not what it is here oh so yeah. like we drank because it was legal like sure. so and actually my 
So we went, our junior year, we went to Ireland and England. And our senior year, the trip came up. And I wanted to go. And we were going to Switzerland and Paris and somewhere else in France and then England and flying home. And I said to my parents, I really want to go on this trip. And we were driving somewhere in our, like, 1986 Astro van or whatever that was oh, we were driving. I remember that van. That, Do you like, remember when you had to actually, like, slam the minivan yes. door shut? Yes. Your parents' so van different is now. the van I remember. Yeah. From that, that is 100%. But the, the satisfaction van. you would derive from successfully slamming, slamming the door. fantastic, yeah. Nothing. There is no, nothing like that perfect. now. But, um, so we're driving along, and I'm like, can Ugh. I go on this trip? And they say to me, and I'm sure that this backfired on them. Yeah. If you bring your brother with. I remember this. You can go. And my brother, we were seniors. Me and my husband were seniors. And my brother was a freshman. And I'm sure they thought there's no way they're going to want to take their freshman brother or my freshman brother on a trip with a bunch of seniors to Europe and drink and whatever else. And I was like, all right, sure. (laughs) And so... A bunch of seniors and my freshman brother went to Europe over spring break. Uh, and I'm sure we drank. I mean, I'm sure we did whatever yeah. else. Like, And it was fantastic. But they trusted me to even go to Europe as a high schooler. Yeah. Like, even with, again, my brother who was young. And it wasn't it wasn't wrong of them to trust me. Like, I didn't do anything yeah. that well, that's my point would be well. regrettable. Yeah. Like, I was a trustworthy kid even though like obviously all kids do some things that are stupid but overall like i was a very trustworthy person your mistakes if i were to put them in quotes were not long-term consequential mistakes exactly right yep Mm -hmm. i mean choosing to drink underage in europe or to be with your now husband in some capacity when you were a teenager didn't result in some horrific no. event. And not to say that it never could. It could have, However, but also, like, I w- I've been on birth control since I was 16. Like, we right. started doing that, and I I drove to the ghetto, which probably was the most dangerous part of the whole thing, was the driving to the ghetto to get the birth control. Oof. Like, it wasn't even the birth control and the sex. It was the driving to Planned Parenthood to get it. Yeah. That so, piece. you know... <laughs> That actually brings up a really interesting point, which isn't really part of this discussion that we were originally going to have, but I kind of want to bring this up, and I know we will revisit this topic one day when our kids are starting Mm. to get older, and sex becomes a topic that we have to discuss, (laughs) but as a parent, Mm -hmm. as a parent in 2021, which is what year it is right now, I can tell you that the day will come... Well, I will go to Costco and I will buy a big box of condoms. Oh, 100%. Me and, and my I, husband have already talked about this. I will put it mm-hmm. in their bathroom. Yeah. And if you I will need them, bring they them are in here. there and I will say, mm-hmm. this is for you. Mm-hmm. Be smart. Don't do dumb things. Mm-hmm. Never hesitate to call me. Yep. I will come and get you at any time. Anywhere. I will Don't be care. less upset yep. that you called me and asked me to do it mm-hmm. than I will be if you do something stupid. Agreed. This is for you. Yep. If for some reason one day this box is empty, all you have to do mm-hmm. is take it out of the cabinet mm-hmm. and I will put a new one yep. in. Oh, 100%. I do not want Mm-mm. you to do anything irresponsible and i will only talk to you about whatever you want to talk to me about mm-hmm. but i under no circumstances am i going to have an environment where irresponsibility is allowed agreed oh i want i have boys yeah. i have two boys so this is the most yeah. that i can do in this situation yeah no i will 100 percent once my daughter is at the point where that might be an issue like i will wholeheartedly take her whatever she needs to go because I am under no pretense that my children are not going to have premarital sex. There is no realm of possibility that that's going to not happen. Well, like, and it's not your job to decide whether or not right. it does. And happen. if they do, if they do fine, if they don't great, but great, you're going to be safe about this Yes, because I know what I did and I know what my husband did and 
I know that we had to take on our own safety measures, which thankfully we did, because there were a whole bunch of kids in our high school that had kids way too young uh, because yes. they didn't have that and they didn't have the responsible mindset to not, like, to have a plan. Well, and it is so. my hope that our generation yeah. as a whole has realized that mm-hmm. you have to accept the possibility yep. that these things are going to happen mm-hmm. because you probably allowed them to happen to yourself. Right. Yeah. And if you accept those possibilities, mm-hmm. you can plan for them. Yep. Yeah. And raising responsible adults is all we're all is literally trying to the do goal here. here. Yeah. yeah. It is literally all I try to do. Yeah. In the scheme of things, this is the most important topic we have ever discussed because raising trustworthy responsible adults is all i am on this planet Mm -hmm. to do right now yeah agreed and yeah i really the thing is like i have to trust them that we've raised good kids to make good decisions but they have to trust us that they can talk to us or come to us or tell us and so it works both ways yes um and i while i was a trustworthy kid there were times that I don't think I would have called my parents. Yeah. And I don't want that to be the case. I want them to be able to trust that well, even whatever they did, it's better to call me. Well, and whatever just, worry yeah. you had in your mind, mm-hmm. you don't want your children to have that worry. Yes. Whatever hesitation mm-hmm. occurred for you. Yeah. And I... I actually already kind of say that statement to my own children in Mm -hmm. the sense that with my Mm 10-year-old, every once in a while there are moments where I feel like we could have a conversation about something that maybe he's a little bit uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with. And I tell him, I say, listen, it's not about you telling me everything that's going on with you all the time. Yeah. But I want you to know that you can tell me anything Mm -hmm. and that I am here for you to support you 100% all Mm -hmm. of the time. Yep. And that all that matters to me is that you don't lie to me. Yes. And that I can trust you. Mm -hmm. And we talk about trust a lot to kind of segue back into where my kids are at now, not so much as to where they're going to be, even as teenagers or older, when I'm still responsible for them. (laughs) (laughs) But trust is a really big issue for me and my kids right now. My 10-year-old wants me to give him more trust. He's asking for more trust. Okay. For example... He wants to be able to stay home by himself mm, for periods of time. Trust. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you, and I, I don't know that I've said these exact words to him because I don't want to hurt his feelings, yeah. but I'm not really very close to being ready for that. That feels like a leap. I mean, I get it, though. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a I so you and I talked about this specific example very recently, and this kind of like floats to the top of my brain when my ten year old is like, "I want to stay home alone," and the example is when he takes a shower. I will say to him before he gets in the shower, "Don't forget to wash your hair," mm-hmm. and he comes out of the shower with straight up dry hair. <laughs> And lies to my face about washing his hair. Same, except with brushing your teeth. Oh, sure. So, Which is a less obvious example, but, but also valid. Same. Like, same situation. Like, did you brush your teeth? Yep. But you didn't. Your toothbrush is literally it's dry. It's bone dry. Like, there is zero chance that you actually brushed your teeth. Yeah. I had this conversation with my twin boy the other day. And I was like, look... I get that you just don't want to. But the point is that if you lie to me about little things, yeah, I'm not going to be able to trust you about big things. Yes. And I say that exactly is that. the crux of the problem. Yes. yes. And so I have to instill this like even a little lie is a lie. And I said to him the other day, I was like, why did you lie? I need to understand the why, because that's what we need to get at. Like, yeah. why did you... Do, What's why the motivation you, for exactly. this? You just don't want to do the right. thing? So then That's literally... That's got to be a non-issue because you have to You do. have to, 
But if you don't want to, then you literally just say, I don't want to. And I say, well, you're going to have to do it anyways. There's a handful of things that are just required. Everyone has to do that. I have to brush like, my teeth. You I brush have to my brush teeth yours. too. Everybody brushes their teeth. You're, we help your brother. Like nobody wants to, but we just do it. It's something that we do. Like it is what it is. You right. don't want your teeth to fall out. You don't want to have a bunch of cavities. This is what we do. But the reason you lied is because you don't want to do it, but you don't have a choice. Like, yes, you just need to. And if you're like, well, and that brings over the responsibility. Yes. Because it starts with you being responsible and it ends with you becoming trustworthy. Yes. And I think that that is where we're focusing for my 10 year old Mm -hmm. is that we have a lot of hesitation Mm-hmm. With the idea of like leaving him home, even for brief periods of time, even me, let's say hypothetically, mm-hmm. I chose to leave him home alone to go put a tank of gas in my car, sure. which is an errand that normally you would run already sure. out, Whenever. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's say your car needs gas. You stopped on your way home mm-hmm. or you stop on your way to somewhere. Sure. You don't like, you're not sitting at you're home and you go, and you're I have an idea. To go do it. Yeah. I'm going to go get gas in the car. Right now. Yeah. Well, let's say that's a good example of yeah, me trusting my son for yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Short. You have a gas home station alone. right by your house. Sure. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I could go over there, fill the car up, come home 10 minutes later. Yeah. That round trip is over. Mm-hmm. And is everything fine? Probably, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what we have been focusing on is being more responsible mm-hmm. and seeing the value in that responsibility and then building upon that. Okay. And so that ultimately when we discover that he's become more responsible, mm-hmm. then we move on to having a conversation about, well, what that I have means. to drop your brother off at soccer yeah. practice. It's 15 minutes away. I'm going to drop him off. I'm going to come home. I'm going to be home for an hour, and then I'm going to go back and get him. Mm-hmm. That's two 30-minute round trips that you would be by yourself. Yeah. Here is the question. Can you handle that? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of figure out whether or not yeah. you know big it's, brother it's, can handle it's that. It's interesting that he's desiring that um whereas i have friends that it's almost a necessity to do that as opposed to like the kid wanting it Ah. so i have friends that are firefighters and they overlap by 45 minutes where one would get home one would be gone before the other gets home from work at five o'clock in the morning so it's a question of do we wake the kid up and bring her to a babysitter for 45 minutes while right. she's asleep while someone's gone or do we say here's a cell phone if something happens like call me it, you're probably going to be asleep you know so most of my scenarios are more necessities than desires sure. of trusting the kids and it's definitely interesting because like i have a friend who literally like she'll work out for for 45 minutes and, and go for a run in her kid's home and she'll leave the kid home and it's like, well, I'm working out like, or I'm doing whatever. Or even if like one of the, the dad is down in the basement with his headphones on working out, if his kid screams, he wouldn't even know. Right. But they're in the house. How is that different than you leaving? Like, it's a weird, yeah. interesting dynamic of like, I'm trusting you to handle yourself. I'm here, but I'm trusting you to be able to handle yourself whether I'm here or not. Right. Uh, and you know, it's every kid is different. Every kid I feel like can be like I would almost and I wouldn't because it's illegal and it, there's yeah. seven. Well, and that's, of course, but, an element. Sure. But yes. like I would almost. So we get my oldest son on the bus at 20 after eight in the morning. The twins get on the bus at 845. There's a time that I need to get someone here just for that 15 minutes of time because I have to leave yeah. to go somewhere. And I would bet money that I could trust the twins to just sit there and get on the bus by themselves. Yeah. Like, I could definitely trust them to look at the clock, to know that it's time for school, to get there. Because even when I'm home, I'm working down here usually. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap, it's time for the bus. You guys ready? And they're like, yep, we're ready. We're, we're walking out the door. On. Right. So I probably could. I can't because I shouldn't. There, yeah. But I probably could. Right. 
Now, the fact that I can trust them to get themselves ready, make themselves breakfast, like get on the bus by themselves, but I can't trust them to brush their teeth. That's the problem. Yeah. Like I can trust you with all these other things. I need to be able to trust you you with all of them. That's where they get you. Right. Is that. Yeah. They they follow through on all these amazing things, and you're just like, yes, 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 yes. yes. And then and the then one thing, the one you're, like, you're just like, oh. Come on, guys. And We're- this is why I know you're not mature enough. And I told that to my, my twin boy the other day. I'm like, and this is how I know you're not mature enough to do other things, because I need to be able to trust you with everything. Yeah. And you're not there yet. Right. And so... But there's so many boxes that they check that I'm like, you, you could. Like, they literally... Like, the mornings, I wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and I work. I make my oldest son breakfast because he can't, but I could come upstairs and, like, they'll have toast and yogurt and milk on the table for themselves and they'll be dressed and ready for school. And I'm like, that's fantastic. You're seven. You got it. We're good. But then I'm like, why can't, like, you can't lie to me about stupid things. Yes. Like, that's. Well, and that's, that, like you said, that is how you know. Yes. That is how you know they're not quite there yes, yet. Yes, exactly. We have laid it out for my 10-year-old okay. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not to say that, okay, let's say he achieves all of these goals for the next three months. Does that mm-hmm. mean that he's home alone on a day? No, no it no, doesn't. Yeah. No, that's not also, the case. He's yeah. 10. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. And, and Illinois does have a very relatively high age for being I think it's high. Alone. Yeah. What is it, 14? It's 14. I think it's ridiculously high. It's pretty high. I think I was babysitting, like, for not for a lot of kids, but, like, I was definitely watching, like, my brother and his friends and, like, their younger siblings at 14. Like, yeah. there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. I think 14 is high, but let's say, you know, let's say my son, who will now be going to middle school mm-hmm. in next yeah. fall, uh, you know, let's say that he gets home from middle school at three o'clock mm-hmm. and me or my husband is picking up little brother at 3.15. So yeah. he's home alone for 25 minutes, yeah. 30 minutes mm-hmm. at 11 or 12 years old. Yeah. I may I be at peace I'm, with that I'd idea. I'd be comfortable with that. Yeah. Uh, especially if we were to decide at that point that maybe he could have a cell phone. Yep. Because then he could communicate with us mm-hmm. should there be an issue. Yep. Um, but what we have now begun doing is laying the groundwork for this responsibility and giving him uh, daily or regular tasks that he is to accomplish without being prompted. Mm-hmm. And and they're pretty simple things. I mean, you've talked before about chores. Yep. They're not necessarily chores mm-hmm. per se. I, we do expect him to like keep his own room mm-hmm. managed or clean or yeah. anything like that. But it's it's really more about like if he were to take a shower the towel goes in the hamper or on the hook, not on the floor, you know, and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, keeping the room maintained, showering every day. He's 10 years old. He's expected to shower every day. We talk about it every day. Yeah. He showers every day. There's been a period of time where that was a battle. Mm, And we have reached the point with him where we are like, listen, if you want to prove that you are responsible and trustworthy, these battles have to end. So I will occasionally remind you that you need to shower today mm-hmm. but i'm not going to battle you on it and if you choose not to do it well it's just going to count against you yeah and you know we doing his homework every day we've talked about that before yes. too you and yes. i that while there are times where we come home from school and i go do you guys have homework mm-hmm if you say yes to me, that is the end of the conversation yeah, for me. Pull it out and you do it. Yeah. Yes. Now, now that I know that you have homework, you get to take over at this point mm-hmm. and prove that you're going to do that homework Agreed. responsibly. 100%. And those yeah. are the things, some of the things mm-hmm. that we have asked of him to prove responsibility. Yeah. And, and for us right now, the end goal is a cell phone. That's mm-hmm. what he wants. And that's what we're trying to kind of get to. Sure. Yeah. But ultimately, the goal is for him to prove that he's trustworthy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Enough to be to have additional responsible. Exactly. Yes. To be to get the privileges and responsibilities, you need to be prove that you're trustworthy, Absolutely. which I totally 100% agree. And that Yeah. We're not we're, we're not at. fully there yet. Obviously, our kids are 7. Yeah, um, but I do okay. feel like they're they're going to get there and sometimes when they're with some of their we call them cousins but like friends um that are close with us that are older i trust my kids more 
yeah. than some of the well, older kids. I get that. Kids. I get that. Just because they they do, for the most part, demonstrate that they are responsible and somewhat trustworthy. Um, so, and, and again, there's there's work to be done, and there, you know, I don't want to make them grow up too fast, but I also well, want. Sure. To be able to trust them. And if they want to be able to do things, then, you know, we were at a carnival at the beginning of the summer. And we were with some of my twin boys, one of his friends, an older brother and younger brother. The older brother is maybe a year older than your oldest. Okay. So him and his buddy went off and walked around the carnival by themselves. Okay. And... I am nowhere near comfortable doing that with my seven-year-olds. Sure. But that's something that, like, and they didn't ask to, like, go do anything by themselves. But in my head, I was like, wow. Like, I didn't even consider that being an option at this point. Like, at some point, that's going to be. Like, we don't have a park that's walkable from our house. Yeah. You just go in our backyard. Right. Um, But things like that, when we're at an event or we're somewhere, and I'm like, okay, if you have a buddy and you're together, at what point am I comfortable saying, yes, you can be unsupervised? And in my head, like, I I need to... figure that out (laughs) but and i 100 percent understand because that's the standard by which we're trying to reach you know with our kids and i think the idea of like letting them kind of go off on their own in some capacity Mm -hmm. is a good gauge for how you feel about them being Mm -hmm. alone yeah and you're you and i are on the same page with this we're not ready for that quite yet yeah is the day gonna come well absolutely is it is it approaching? I mean, for me, I think it kind of is. For you, it probably I mean, I have is. a ten-year-old. Yeah. He's gonna get there, and like, like I described, mm-hmm. when he goes to middle school next year, and he gets home fifteen minutes earlier than yeah. little brother, it's possible he's yeah. gonna get off the bus, walk to the house, let himself in, yep. and be inside the house for fifteen minutes yep. by himself. I honestly, at that point, I would probably be comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, who knows that may happen in, in our house as well or something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be prepared for it in, in a couple of years. So <laughs> when that time re- when is that required. Time <laughs> so, all right, we're going to open the BBA. Yes, sir. Bourbon barrel aged barley wine. You know how we love our barley wine. I wines. do love barley wine. It Ooh-hoo. is life. Right? Barley wine is life. Bigfoot tested, wizard approved, it says on the can. Great. Which I kind of love. And it does look like there's a wizard giving a two thumbs up. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So Bourbon barrel aged, yes, Let's give this one a shot. Woo. Yeah, it smells like barley wine. It smells like a barley wine, you guys. It's got a good color to it. Oh. <laughs> All righty. Uh... It's got some flavor. It doesn't have a good flavor. It's uh it's 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 bourbon in kind of not a great way. It you know, uh, it, it's a unique. I'm trying to pinpoint what exactly that flavor is cuz we've had a lot of barley wines in our time. I think it's it's barley wine, but it's got the it's got the heat yeah of the bourbon and it's not subtle enough to smooth out the barley wine flavor instead the bourbon just amplifies like kicks the in the alcohol teeth. like it's very it's very alcohol forward it's very right? alcohol front it doesn't uh the bourbon barrel age almost ruins the barley wine for me doesn't it i'm sorry you know and i like barley wine and i actually like bourbon barrel aged beers i do not like this combination which is a real shame because bourbon barrel aged barley wines can Can be be perfect perfect. yes can be lovely and perfect this one is a a little over the top for me it's It's too too much much. yeah (laughs) it's it is and i love here's the thing i love bourbon if you came to my house and looked in my basement yeah the vast majority of the alcohols beer included is bourbon. Yeah. So, like, it's not that I don't like the bourbon burn flavor. It's that I do not like this combination in terms of how they... It's not a good balance. Well, and I think what you're getting at is that this 
example shows the extremes of both the Mm -hmm. extreme of barley wine and the extreme of bourbon and when you combine those two you get kind of a harsh surprising flavor and we it's not going over well it's not for me i mean and again and it smells really strong yeah no i totally get it and i you know i'm 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 giving it a chance i'm taking some sips but it's just it's just very overpowering mm-hmm. to me the flavor like it it does not let me enjoy the barley wine because it has so much of the Oof. bourbon to it yes that i'm really just not getting past the bourbon to to get to that barley wine flavor just so you guys know this came in a tiny baby size can yeah that's like, like an eight what ounce is this, like an yeah. eight ounce beer yeah. mm-hmm. so fortunately for lauren and i yeah. drinking even all of it yeah we're not wasting, doesn't really but, require yeah. more than a couple of shots of this for sure um but it is it's alarming the yeah, flavor it's just very alarming i i would definitely like i i will 100 percent give any barley wine a try because absolutely uh, oh my I'm, goodness because barley I'm, wine is life. life so i am all for that but yeah this one i think they went overboard with the the bourbon barrel aged and the, the flavor is just it's just too much for me yeah so yeah oof it's i'm yeah. feeling it inside my whole body right now i mean like it, it's in my head it's, it's in my nose all right we're we're overwhelmed with we're overwhelmed with the yes yeah. sir all right yes sir yes, no way sir. no thank <laughs> that you that is but very all right strong. you know what maybe we will give uh next time i'm in kalamazoo which who knows when that'll be i'll see if there's some more one well that we can uh, can give another shot I would be shot happy to. to give them a fantastic give them a go. Yeah, should I visit this town? Absolutely, sounds great. And so. that is it. Yeah, we have right. done it. We have experienced one well. We've talked about trust. trust. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna take it from here. Yeah, so. it's been a good night. Yep. All right. Cheers. Bye. Thanks everyone for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.